End Times. This is Norman. You often hear my voice on the radio, but um, I've got somebody else with me, Andrew Harrison. We've become friends, and I've discovered that Andrew has a very, very strong interest in end times things. Let's just put it in that type of category. Andrew and I thought that we would try to put some form of radio program together that helps people understand, makes people think and perhaps even study themselves. Andrew's done a lot of diving into the Bible. He's an author, and so he's the sort of person who has made a lifetime of seeing what the Bible says, which is always a good thing to do. As a result of that, I've got quite a thick book in my hands. It's probably an inch and a half thick. Yes, he managed to get beyond page 500. It's available on Amazon, Kindle, It's called the culmination of all things. Culmination is a long word that doesn't actually appear very much in people's conversation. So I'll leave you to work out what culmination means. The culmination of all things. Thank you, Andrew, for joining with me on this interesting adventure, putting together a radio programme. Part one of the events are entitled From Now to the Rapture with a sub-phrase, all this could happen in our lifetime and beyond. So that's an interesting thought, isn't it? So we're going to be talking about things that could happen in my lifetime, could happen in your lifetime. So Andrew's done a bit of a study list of all these things that he thinks could be and we're going to chat about them. So in the first programme for the next 15 minutes we're going to talk about wars, famines, earthquakes, diseases. I think that'll be quite enough for a good debate for the first 15 minutes. We try not to get too deep and we try not to get into strong politics and argument. Okay, very good. Just by way of introduction, I'll say that we're dealing really with chapter one in the book, The Culmination of All Things. And it begins by looking at what the Bible says will be happening today in the build-up to the second coming of Jesus Christ. That's not to say that we are now going through the Great Tribulation. We might not be there yet. This is one of the things I think Norman and I are going to be discussing. Could we be going through signs that we are within the Great Tribulation at the moment? But anyway, that's not the big issue in this this first little session. This build-up towards the second coming of Christ in our lifetime is referred to as the beginning of birth pains in Matthew or you could say contractions. And the final result of these pains is the welcome coming of Jesus a second time. This build-up, and this is very important, this build-up is painful. I know as Christians we often think, why is there evil in the world? It's still a puzzling question. We have all the pat answers, of course. But it's an absolute fact that the build-up to Jesus coming back is going to be very painful, and Jesus doesn't hide this fact. And it's been proved to be true over the last 2,000 years. And Jesus lists things that are going to be common at the beginning of this build-up. 
As Norman has already said, there's going to be wars, and there are wars, rumours of wars, earthquakes, these will gradually increase, and of course earthquakes lead to tsunamis, famines and disease. And Jesus made this absolutely clear 2,000 years ago that this is going to be a natural part of life in this build-up towards the culmination at this point, which will be Jesus' second coming. And we see lots of these wars and rumours of wars. And I thought we were just going through rumours of wars today within Europe. But I was as shocked as everyone else when the Russians decided to invade Ukraine, this horrendous war. Yes, that came really out of nowhere, didn't it? Hmm. I suppose to some extent we were not very familiar in the West with all of the ramifications of the breakup of the Soviet Union. And there does seem to be quite a rift causing Russia to be very, very concerned about the Ukraine splintering off into independence. Fair enough, that can happen. It can happen in families with people going off and doing their own thing their own way. But to then go as far as the Russians saying, we're going to bomb you, we're going to destroy your houses, we're going to invade, we're going to kill thousands of people, we're even actually going to stick our flag on part of your land. And then if anybody tries to get it back, we're going to shriek with horror and say, how dare you, it's ours. If somebody came and did that to the spare room of your house, Mm. you you would think this isn't quite right, isn't it? What concerns me is that the people within Russia, huge amount, are happy to go along with this line, or they are genuinely convinced that this is a just war against Ukraine. We could say it's brainwashing because Russia controls the media, but at the same time, people are proud of their own country, aren't they? And there's this tendency to want to believe the best about your own country. I've found that out about China as well. Even when they know the logic behind it is just ridiculous. It horrifies me that a huge amount of people within Russia would back this war. If we think about World War II and Hitler, we think of how a huge amount of Germany was in agreement with Hitler, and especially the soldiers were fulfilling the command to push into other people's territory. You can think of that as something from the past, and we've developed, we've got past that, we've learned from that. But we haven't, because here we have a civilised society within Russia who are backing such atrocities. That's right. We think that in the civilised world, people don't behave that way. They respect each other's property, they respect each other's land, they live in harmony, they might even trade. And yet, you get this sudden outbreak of antagonism Rwanda and Burundi a long time ago but that was something which caused fighting and a tremendous number of deaths there was Idi Amin and him being against the Asians there was Argentina saying "Oi, this island just off of our country might belong to you but we want it ourselves we're going to grab it I suppose in some ways some analogies in um, the Middle East So intrinsic within mankind is actually selfishness Mm. that comes to the surface in some way 
and causes people to say, I'm going to have what you've got and to grab it with violence. I wish we'd all been ready. They would try to back that up with history, especially in the case of wars. They would just go back and say how their country was hurt in the past. Therefore, we've got a right to do that. And there's that sense in China as well, when I was working there on mission, the sense that the people were thinking that the West has become a superpower and it is a British empire, it's colonised different places. And there wasn't a sense of horror at that in China. What the people generally thought in China was, it's our turn to do this. And that they had a right to do a similar kind of thing, even though the Chinese government is denying what it's doing by taking territory from other lands and encroaching into other political institutions. Inwardly, they feel they have a right to do this. It's a sense of revenge. And of course, China were going to be friendly and we would have two systems and Hong Kong can happily come under the wing of the Chinese and mm. the British colonial power can walk away. They've done their thing. It was used to be a trading area. We no longer need that. Mm. And it's too difficult to maintain Hong Kong, mm. the other side of the world from a British point of view. So we can let it get back to the Chinese. Everything will be all all right because they've all agreed to work this way and so on mm. and then suddenly 20 years later we got the situation where it is at the moment it is going back under control and mm. then of course you sort of realize that the chinese are having a look at taiwan yeah if you and i were sitting having a chat in five mm. years time neither of us could guarantee we wouldn't be talking about all the difficulties with taiwan you just don't know where the world is going, do you? No, and they're getting away with it. Like, Russia has, in a sense, got away with its war so far, and it's taken huge swathes of territory of another country. And even though there is an outcry against it with the United Nations, they're almost powerless to do anything. Yeah. And China's got away with taking away, destroying all freedoms in Hong Kong. And changing the narrative, saying that they've built up Hong Kong to be a wonderful place. And they're wanting to erase the history, including the British. But they've got away with taking all these freedoms. And the international community being horrified doesn't seem to have changed anything. And now they're wanting to take Taiwan when they've not been in control of Taiwan. And Mao, when he went across the whole of China and took it over, the people in Taiwan are the original China before Mao. Mao is actually a new thing in a sense. And now Mao, in his absence, even after his death through Xi, is trying to take over Taiwan, which has never been under Mao's authority or the communist's authority. And they may well get away with it, because if we are not fighting, I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong to fight in a war, that's another issue. But if we are not fighting with Ukraine against Russia, who's invading a peaceful territory, a functioning free society, we're not going to stop China invading Taiwan and they're going to get away with it and these are intelligent people one thing I've known for a long long time perhaps it's too obvious to say it but having an education being intelligent certainly does not make you a more moral person it helps you to know how to be a better person 
how to help society to be better, but it also gives you the skills of controlling people intelligently and getting away with it. And this is what these governments are doing. This is what Russia and China are doing at the moment, and it's absolutely horrendous that this is going on today. So somehow within the world, there is still a non-godly influence Mm. which causes antagonism with other people. Mm. That is still in the heart of man. And I say non-godly deliberately. I could, as a Christian, say it is satanic. But there's a lot of people who wouldn't really understand that. Mm. It is non-godly. It doesn't come from a loving God who says, get on with your neighbour. Whether you're Jewish and you're trying to help a Samaritan person, as in scripture, or whether you are trying to help your neighbour who might not really be British because they might have come into the country two or three generations ago, there is still that sort of seed of not getting on with each other Mm. in the heart of people. And going back to the end times, the implication to me is that we're going to see it happening more often. Yeah. It has been happening down through the ages. Yes. But in the 21st century, it seems to be more prevalent. Yeah. And as time goes on, it's going to become even more prevalent, which yeah. is why I say that if you and I are talking to each other in five years' time, mm. we might be talking about a lot of other examples that have happened that surprise us. Because two years ago, If I'd have said, well, let's talk about Russia invading Ukraine, Hmm. you might have actually said to me, hang on a moment, Norman. Not likely. Not likely. What have you been dreaming of? Hmm. Have you been reading fiction books? Hmm. And yet there it is in front of us. Life was filled with guns and war And everyone got trampled on the floor I wish we'd all been ready Children died, the days grew cold A piece of bread could buy a bag of gold I wish we'd all been ready There's no time to change your mind The sun has come and you've 